Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Horror Whites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I'm probably going to let my brother sort his own shit out, and he's probably just going to let the alien eat him if there's this much running involved. Together, we are Neil Bolt and Jay Krieger. How goes it, Jay? Pretty good. You clearly know my stance on cardio because I would let that monster <laughs> eat me 10 out of 10 times instead of running around like a madman. Especially that kind of gravity going on. Just be, you know, soft hat. <laughs> <laughs> this week then, uh, further proof that moon bases just attract trouble. And then a TikTok series finally becomes the game it was always meant to be. These games can be found on Itch.io. If you do play any of them and enjoy them, make sure you give them a bit of love by supporting them in whatever way you can. So, First this week, Jay, your game takes us to the moon where some sicko has made a maze. Yeah, so my pick for the week is Moonbase Lambda from developer Thunderfox Studios. And this game is currently in development, but it's already quite promising a uh, little piece of sci-fi survival horror. So the player awakens on a moon base and attempts to escape the base's procedurally generated maze-like construction. But what would a sci-fi horror game be without an ever-present threat? That being a uh, tentacly monster, and I'll leave it at that, that uh, roams the hallways and hunts you as you're trying to perform these various tasks that then will allow you to actually escape the moon base and that which is pursuing you. Um, so I think right from the Itch.io page, what really jumped out to me was this game's visual style, which mm. is very sort of reminiscent of Scanner Sombra. Yeah. It has that sort of like dot pixelated sort of look to it. Um, but it's a little bit more detailed than that, uh, yeah. than what was even in that game. It's and like a dot matrix kind of stuff. Isn't yeah, it? Almost. absolutely. Yeah. And I think that what was also refreshing too, was the fact that while it has this visual style that maybe takes some people a little while to get used to, it utilized a color palette that I thought was a lot more, uh, I suppose, pleasing to the eye instead of something that was like the, the matrix uh, green if you yeah. will. And in this, it's like teal, I think, or light blue. And yeah. um, I thought that that, for whatever reason, that color palette allows the more detailed environments to kind of pop in a way. And it plays around with shadows and whatnot. So it has this really great look to it overall, um, which I was really impressed with. The game also has what I would describe as sort of like an amnesia level of physics with the grab and pulling mm. of different, uh, you know, whether it's doors or buttons and switches or lockers. So there is a little bit more sort of tactileness to what the player is doing and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, the actual sort of completing of the objectives and the navigating the moon base is 
something that, you know, you're going to definitely die more than a few times uh, because it is obviously auto death uh, when that monster grabs you. But also it's going to be you just getting used to sort of the fundamentals, which is searching for, you know, these power cells or batteries that then you need to take somewhere else to charge, which then allows you to access new sort of sections of the ship, which then, you know, give you multiple avenues for uh, escaping the monster, which you will inevitably come across. Um, there's also some brief sections where you can kind of go outside and do a little spacewalk, which has that sort of limited O2 meter that pops up. And, you know, overall, I think what is there is really strong. Um, I suppose the only aspect of this that I think they definitely need to flesh out a little bit more, and you know, once they go back and continue to develop this game, is the chase aspect with the alien. Because, you know, every time you die, there's clearly, you know, this procedurally generated nature of the moon base. So you're constantly, you know, having to sort of relearn your steps and the layout of this place, which is fine. But my issue with the monster is, is that, A, it is very difficult to actually outrun the monster. Mm -hmm. You get this very short sprint bar, so it's never more than a couple of paces behind you. And the fact that you don't have a means to defend yourself, while I don't think there needs there has to be combat, you know, we've talked about that a lot on the show, right? The idea that not all horror games need to have combat. No. But with something like this, there needs to be some way to like deter the alien, right? Because otherwise I find it difficult when there's not a great deal of handholding to explain how, you know, certain, uh, I suppose, objects in the environment work or where you need to specifically go. And when I'm always like running for my life through this moon base, it's kind of hard to ever really get a grasp on like mastering a mechanic or like having a moment to not just feel like this is just one long sprint, hmm. um, if you will. I'm curious for you, like, how did you feel about the whole alien component to this? Yeah, it, I think, you know, it's clear, as they say, you know, that it's in development because there are sure. certainly pieces uh, missing, if you will, to sort of balance these things out. So, like, procedural generation, fine, you know, like that keeps things fresh. Maybe something that should have come after, in a way, but um, after they'd found a, a way to balance it out because at the minute it sort of feels a bit frustrating if you, you know, have made progress and then you're back to, like, getting lost again yeah as you as you say getting away is not easy so it's very much trial and error in a very short term i suppose the difference being it's a smaller scale game so everything is kind of a microcosm of what you would get in a game say like an alien isolation or say an amnesia rebirth the bunker and it's yeah i can see why it's a bit more constricted in that sense but until we have those extra components, it does feel a bit light in that department. But, you know, as you said, the building blocks are there. I mean, visually, it is just really impressive what they've done with so little. And, you know, the system of it, you know, the idea of what you've got to do, as simple as it is, I can see it working. And it's a great thing to build upon. You know, it's so simple that you can add these little layers and components and it'll be great whatever you do in the same way that we've been seeing with um Anisha the bunker where they've just said oh we can add this on now and add this on now because mm. they had the building blocks in place this is obviously a little further back than that you know it still has to get some of the fundamentals in but yeah i think it's got good promise for what it's doing i mean what they've got there is excellent 
I think, you know, in an idea. They just need to sort of shape it into something more concrete, which uh, they're going to do. Yeah. You know, I think when we've talked previously about some games that are in development, maybe there's one thing here, one thing there that works for us, but clearly there's some glaring things that really need to be included Mm. to kind of like take it to that next step. And with this, I would say that, you know, the additions don't need to be crazily drastic, if if you know what I mean. It's like you need to have – one little aspect, whether it's a way to deter the monster, whether it's a way to kind of push it back for a little bit to let you catch your breath, really soak in your environment and get a grasp on what the hell direction you're going in, where this certain uh, room is and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like the pieces are there. And I think the monster design also is really strong. Some In the past, we've talked about games where, you know, there's something chasing you and the designs have been, uh, you know, not exactly what I was looking for sometimes. And I think with this, you know, they did a really great job with the model for the monster design and just really getting all those little tentacles and the movements of them down uh, in a way that, you know, fans of sci-fi horror are definitely going to uh, be appreciative of, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a really impressive looking alien beast. And again, it proves that they've looked at certain aspects and gone, yeah, we can do this now. We know what we want to do vision-wise. So that that's a good place to start. Sometimes we do get those games that do feel very much like templates, you know, when you have the, yeah. they get all the structures around it and they go, mm-hmm. we're not quite ready to make the, the final version of this enemy, but yeah, here's yeah. what we've got. And yeah, this is, I suppose that's just the difference, isn't it? With this, you know, the mm-hmm. priorities were different and that's fine because yeah. um, as, as you were sort of alluding to, some games maybe don't get that the right way around and, you can see where maybe they've left themselves stuck in a rut that might be hard to fix. But yeah, no, I think there's a lot of positives to take from this one. So um, before we go on the hunt for a lost sibling, we will have a quick ad break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, Welcome back to Horror Bites. If you ever mindlessly swipe your way through TikTok and you like horror, there's a chance you may have encountered the videos of Molly Moon. Her lo-fi creepy videos have morphed into a series of sort of faux interactive text adventures that caught the attention of safe room guest and all-round horror game guy Erdorf. A half-joking suggestion from him that they make a game together has become a reality, with Molly teaming up with Erdorf, Torpleduke, Jesse Cox and Siren Head creator Trevor Henderson to make this demo for Excuse Me Sir, a real-life interactive adventure with all the expected stylings of Moon's videos. And as I've been sort of going on about with the plot, you are on search for your missing brother, and you turn up at this place where Molly is. And her the story is presented in a digitised live action, if you will, with text boxes. It's very functional. And given the names we just sort of mentioned involved, you can see aspects of that. I mean, Torpleduke has done some sort of semi-live action stuff before and really done and made it off kilter, if you will. So that was a good one. You know, speech-wise, you know, it's very reminiscent of what Erdolf had done with uh, Faith. Um, but, you know, Molly has been doing that too. Um, 
so for me, I'd, I was aware of Molly anyway you know, before this, and that's why it was way back when Ed was talking about this sort of idea of collaborating. It was like, oh, that, yeah, that would be cool. And then, you know, finally seeing the teaser, it was. Um, yeah, it, it's a good match, I think, um, as well, because she's very creative in how she sort of presents her videos and makes them, you know, the, these lo-fi, silly and so, and sometimes sinister things, you know, makes use of the fact that her face just has a very, you know, Aubrey Plaza-esque sort of, like, glare to it, you know, where the eyes do the work in that regard. Um, so this is a demo, but there are little different outcomes and resolutions you can get from it. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to sort of tell you much more than that without sort of giving away what's going on. But um, while most of it is live action, there is some... You know, drawn stuff by Trevor Henderson and it's got that sort of adventure game feel of course where you pick up items to use in different places but it also feels like you know old school FMV games in a way but where you are just using these by way of Google Maps I suppose if you know what I mean where you, you sort of turn a direction turn a direction turn a direction uh, and where you have to sort of hide and run it's a really interesting mix and I mean, apart from the fact that it exists anyway, uh, it's just really quite interesting to me. I, I really enjoy what they're going for. It's um, I wonder if it'll take on some sort of anthology-based thing, considering how Molly's videos have gone. And yeah, I, I really exactly what I thought it might be, and yeah, I'm happy about that. How, how did you uh, get on? Did you have any sort of knowledge or history with this? Yeah, so, you know, I'm kind of circling the same uh twitter sphere that you are with horror content so like i'd seen molly's videos as well and you know it was one of those things where early on despite that pool of talent of you know really talented individuals you mentioned it's one of those things where when i hear about projects initially that have a lot of creatives with different backgrounds and different styles and different mm. uh influences and whatnot you know maybe it's my cynical nature but i just can't like be afraid that um it's going to be like too many chefs in the kitchen type of yeah. thing. And so I was really, really pleased to see that this game from that demo, um, it feels like people that are all on the same page and they all are clearly leaning into their own strengths or avenues of game yes. design or of just, you know, storytelling in general. So I was really a fan of that sort of perspective, right? The vertical TikTok look for the game. But then as you were saying, you know, you've got those semi-live action videos that are just distorted enough that it makes even just, you know, Molly's character standing there that much more sort of unnerving because it's just so, ever so slightly pixelated. Yeah. Um, and that goes for all the sort of visuals. And yeah, I was a fan of the sort of choose your own adventure, if you will, in that section towards the end when you're fleeing, right? And so mm. you get to explore this house and then you get to like try out some different hiding spots or utilize an item here or there that you picked up along your way. And I was a fan of the sort of experimental nature with which you can explore that house and yeah. trying to find an outcome and whatnot. And, you know, like you said, this one I think had probably a bit more of, um, you know, the humorous side of some of Molly's videos in yeah. the past um, here. And I think that it'll be interesting to see, you know, the sort of narrative avenues that they can take with this type of thing and seeing how deep the puzzles go. Um, because if it just ends up being something that is interactive, but maybe, you know, a little lighter on the horror, not as hardcore, perhaps, as some people might think of something that has a project that has, you know, Airdorf attached and Trevor Henderson. 
yeah. that would be fine, I think, because of the level of interactivity and sort of the good-natured humor behind some of that or dark humor, I suppose, behind that. Um, but yeah, you know, I was a fan of, I think, the trial and error nature of it because you basically aren't truly punished when you want to explore and try out new options because you get that quick reload. Mm. So there's no real penalty for exploring a little bit more, which, you know, I'm interested to see the other creative ways they can kind of expand these very, you know, basic settings um, in their sort of different sensibilities, again, with when it comes to horror. Yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing I like about this as an idea is that, you know, Molly's by far from, you know, the only one who's doing stuff like that on TikTok. There are other people doing different versions of these, you know, interactive adventures mm. like that that aren't really and taking that sort of old school game approach. And, you know, it's something TikTok can do that I don't think I've seen from other sort of video platforms, you know, like that where the mm. short form content is just long enough where they're experimenting and you get stuff like this. Um that you literally can make a game out of it like that yeah. it's really adaptable and inventive in that way and you know fair credit you know when you look at it it's different places for different talent and it all works together well because there's a mutual respect and understanding clearly in everything they've done so yeah i, I was very pleased we finally got something and yeah definitely looking for more adventures of molly and hopefully truffles the uh <laughs> doesn't get uh, brutally murdered the next time you know it serves as an example of why when it comes to pitching people on projects and whatnot and shooting your shot in that regard it's like what what can it hurt you know yeah. the, all the worst they can say is no and exactly. we got a demo that has a lot of promise from a single tweet from airdorf so there you go and yeah. getting to bring all these creative people together to make something that they all believe in and have their own sort of horror influence on is fantastic to see yeah and just another example that no matter what a video platform might throw at you that makes you roll your eyes and go god is this the future of entertainment sort of thing <laughs> there's always stuff like this the way you know it can be a healthy and interesting sort of resolution comes out of it from the people who you know do it because they want to create new things rather than to make money in that sense and like do the content churn that most of these things are now but when you're doing something that is distinctly you, yeah, the world's your oyster. You can do stuff like this. So yeah, it that's why it feels like such a great match for like indie horror gaming as well. So yeah, good stuff all round. I think with this one. Um, so yeah, I suppose we're wrapping things up again. And if you are a developer of an indie horror game, demo concept or game jam entry, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a DM at saferinpod on Twitter or saferinpod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Jay, I, it's been something I forgot to put anything in this week. We'll see you all next week. In the meantime, we will keep searching for more horror bites. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.